Hello, and welcome to Pretend to Imagine, a weekly podcast with Tyler and Greg. Tonight's podcast involves alien vegetables, driving in Rhode Island. Also, good, uh, yeah, good films you hate. Yeah, really. And then, uh, of course, Greg's Halloween costume project. So not specifically talking about any particular movie, although I just want to mention I, I did last night see Logan. Okay. Right. Many people have said Logan's a great movie. It got some critical acclaim. It was very popular. That's um, the Hugh Jackman movie. Hugh about Jackman of Wolverine, Wolverine and the latest and, Wolverine. And, movie. Yeah. And um, I'm not going to get into to Logan as a film, uh, but I want to talk more generally about some things in films that I've noticed over the years. Logan um, was well written. Uh, it was well produced. It had great special effects, had good action scenes, um, it um, good actors. I mean, it, it was a well-made film, okay? And objectively speaking, it was a good film. You know, as a, as a viewer, I'd give it a B plus, uh, A minus kind of kind of a thing. Um, it also represented the end of um, the X Men franchise, uh, pretty much, or sort of the Wolverine franchise. And um, the problem is, I hated it. So, it left me depressed through the next morning. Okay. Now, how do you feel about movies that have the message is not an uplifting one? Well, normally, uh, I'm pretty okay with it. I mean, you're, t- you're talking to a person who enjoyed No Country for Old Men. Aha. Uh-huh. Okay, okay. So, I, so I, and, and No Country for Old Men, you know, obviously is a movie many people didn't like. Yep. Uh, and I think it, in some ways it does fall into this category where the well-crafted, good movie, good, you know, well-written, everything's good about it. And yet many people were just extremely offended by the ending of, of No Country for Old Men. Um, and it's, it's difficult. I think this is why it's so difficult to be a film critic. Because a film critic could, could detest a movie that they saw, but they have to rate it on its merits. Right, right. So, its so for you, you didn't, no, repeat what you just said. You didn't like the movie or it was a good movie, but you hated it. It was a good was movie, a, but it made you depressed. It was a good movie that made me deeply depressed and unhappy. In a ha- bad way. Having watched in a, in a bad way, in a, as, a, as a negative experience. So there's a, uh, have, you, have you seen Requiem for a Dream? No, I have Requiem not. for a Dream is the definition of the movie that everybody says is fantastic, but I yep. never want to watch it a second time. Right, exactly, um, exactly. So, but I don't find that to be a problem. Well, I think what I'm saying is that as a piece of artwork, yeah. it's extremely valid. You know yep. what I'm saying? It's as a, as a piece of artwork. But then again, as the, the, the amateur art critic once said, I don't know much about art, but I know what I like. Right, You know, right. And it's sort of like, you know... I, no, when, I, when I was a teen, I watched... Um, uh, Pink Floyd's The Wall. Yep. Which also for three days I didn't know what the hell I was thinking anymore. Yep. You know, it's a, yep. it's kind of a cliche it's, thing, but yeah. but uh, you know it, it did it did kind of the same thing. It was a beautiful, unusual, thought provoking movie, but it made me kind of nuts uh, afterwards as ha- I tried to process it. Another good uh, a good example of this kind of thing is Grave of the Fireflies. Oh, that's it. Yeah, and, no, that's and, an anime. And, that's right? an anime, but that, that's oh, not Miyazaki, but that that is an, an anime. Yeah, I don't know who did it, but oh my yeah. god, you know, you watch this, and by the end, uh, you know. <laughs> Marley and Me. Did you ever hear see Marley and Me? I never saw. Oh, I've heard. That's the one with Mar- Owen Wilson and the Mar- dog. Right? Owen Wilson and Jennifer Aniston mm-hmm. and this and this this, uh, this Labrador Retriever. Right. And you, when I walked out of Marley and Me, no one said a word. Really, it was utterly silent as people walked out of that film, and except for the occasional sob, yeah. and and it was just it. it 
you know, so and, I, and also Marley and Me, it, it was promoted as a comedy or a buddy it comedy, was romantic. Kind it wasn't of a comedy. A, it was a mixture of romantic yeah. comedy and sort of just a family, but not comedy. some kind of a serious. Well, it, it ended as the way you knew how it would have to end, right? Right. right? Well, Which we okay. won't get into it, but I just I'm just saying it's, it's yeah. you know so you know so so a lot it, of these it, films, even um, uh, Grave of the Fireflies, you know, it's anime. And you're automatically in your head put it into the oh Spirited Away, which on and even Spirited Away and Princess Mononoke had some dark oh, yeah. aspects to it. Yeah. But this one was kind of in its own category. Well, because it was, it was very. It, it, it was, I mean, while so I'm sure the character World War Two yeah. was the was the the, right. the the setting, and and I'm sure that the characters. Um, may have been real people. I mean, this was not, in other words, as an anime, this is not, you know, tentacles and giant monsters and, and that right. kind of stuff. This is like, you know, the, it was the, the Blitz on Tokyo, you know, when it mm-hmm. what was a Doolittle or somebody bombed the hell out of Tokyo during World War II. And this is basically in the midst of it. And uh, I just, I, it's just I, I, beautiful and just utterly heartrending, you know. So there are movies that are horrible, uh, that that are uh, beautifully made, yeah. But give, give you a kind of like a, a horrible feeling, maybe yeah. maybe so much so that you don't really like the, the movie. Well, you never d- see despite, them again, despite its its yeah. um, the, the craft of the film. Now, the opposite of that would yes. be films that uh, like that are yes. So so I'll give you examples. So so there are many films that are terrible. Right, and and they're terrible literally on their own merits. I mean, so they're badly just, written. They're they're you know, but but if you're in the right mood and you're going with the right crew. Right. They can knock it out of the park. Now, I am not an Adam Sandler fan, right. Adam Sandler fan, but from what I understand, that's the excuse that a lot of people give for watching Adam Sandler films. That you went there drunk with your buddies? That, well, that the drunk or there. Apparently, he's got a uh, uh, he has a gig on Netflix where he's producing content movies that go directly oh, really? to Netflix, and they're very popular. And, and the, the statistics of people who. Uh, the popularity of Adam Sandler films as they are rented on Netflix is through the roof. Really? So everyone's watching them, but yeah. nobody's admitting I've that they're watching them. I've seen a few. I've seen uh, Susan gets me to watch some of them, and, and yeah. you know, they're they're, you know what it is? They're they're, they're fine. Yeah. They're, they're, they don't knock your socks off, but they're pleasant to watch. Yeah. You know? I think but there's a few that were that were supposed to. I, I again, I'm not. A, I don't watch I them could, myself, but Happy Gilmore, I think, was supposed to be pretty great. Yeah. And there's a maybe one other one or two other ones that are like legitimately like good. Well, here's um, here's here's a good one. I love that. I love this. So so my t- two friends, Sam and Nate and I, we were at the at the club playing playing uh, you know Warhammer. And we got finished. We said, Hey, let's go see Riddick. And we're like, Yeah. So we all hop in the car and. Totally impulsively drive over the prison, the prison planet. Yes, yes. Okay, okay. So, just so we drive sure over. Yeah, we drive over. We watch Riddick, and we're like, "Hell yeah! This was awesome." We had like this great. So we come, yeah. come back. We come back to the club. And we go. We just saw Riddick, and was like, "That was a horrible movie." We're like, "No, no, no. it wasn't. It was, it was it fun. Was we fun. we had a good." They go, "No, really, it's a horrible movie." Just ask any yeah. critic, and we're like, "I guess it was a horrible okay, movie." Okay, I guess it was horrible. <laughs> I guess it was terrible. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't realize it sucked until other people told you. Well, you know? for me, it was uh, uh, Brendan Fraser's The Mummy. Ah, The Mummy, um, yes. I actually yeah. had the worst day of my life at work. Yeah. And my wife came at the time. She came, she picked me up. And I just looked at her and I went, we're going to go see The Mummy. And I knew it was yeah. kind of like... A, yeah, iffy. And I came out of that movie like a changed person. I was like, it's exactly what I needed. Well, th- you know, it's it's a really good point. You don't need... To have high cinema to satisfy a need, you know, you really, really don't. Um, you know, again, I, I honestly, I went to see uh, uh, Prometheus with my dad. 
We were don't, having. We just don't mention. Well, that I'm, but I'm saying again, we had a good time. You know, despite. I mean, believe me, there were there were the WTF moments that, that happened in it, but we had a good time. So anyway, I, I guess the the upshot is, um, you know, don't listen too hard to critics. Go out and have a good time. Keep an open mind, and um, you know, you'll have a good time. I totally agree. And Prometheus was bad. Well, yeah. <laughs> Greg. Yes. Alien fruit. You've bought alien fruit. I've, you're harvesting. I've, what are you, what are you doing here? Well, we've discovered. You know, our our exobotanists have discovered several forms of alien fruit, which may become available at stores once the once the uh, the, the cargo haulers our, get back. Our from, botanists have discovered alien fruit. Z, yeah, xenobotanists. Where? The other planets. Our ships go to xenobotanists. Yeah, xenobotanists. Such a nerd. Yeah. What else would you call them? Space farmers. That's what George Lucas would call them. Space farmers. <laughs> so, would, the, so, would the space princess please hold the laser so it's, sword? That's a, <laughs> we that's don't my, want any... That's my... Actually, that's we, a, that's a, a we, person I work with. That's, that's his impression of someone else doing an impression of George that's Lucas. That's actually goes a long not way. bad, yeah. Hmm. Yeah, it's like the, the laser gun. The laser sword. The, the laser sword. laser sword. Uh, so, yeah, yeah, no, there's, there's, some, there's some new ones out there. Um, the, uh, the first one uh, we've discovered is the neutron star fruit. Neutron star. Right, now, what, are the, what are the properties? Okay, of the, so the I know neutron, you're begging me to the, ask. The neutron the star pro- fruit is it fits in the palm of your hand mm-hmm. and weighs sixty tons because <laughs> it's neutron star. Okay, so so do you remember? You remember Lembus? Lembus bread. One Lembus small bread, bite can fill the stomach Lembus of a grown bread man. Lembus bread is the bread from, from, Lord, from, of from Lord of the Rings. The elven elven bread. Yeah, and one small bite can fill the stomach of a grown man for for a day. Right. Okay. Well, <laughs> the neutron star fruit. <laughs> A cubic millimeter will keep you full for like months. <laughs> you only need one. But I mean, you know, if you bought... If, What's if you, the nutrition value in it? Oh, it's very high. Very yes, yeah, it's, it's rich in vitamin C and zinc. It's good for colds, you know, and it's just... But I mean, that little tiny piece of that, that, that neutron star fruit will last you... I mean... <laughs> Can't imagine the next day. Well, what's the ne- what's the ne- oh, <laughs> you know the, my God. the next day? You know, you, you, so uh, so that's yeah, that's the neutron star. It's from a very high gravity planet, uh, Corona Seven, and uh, the ships have had a lot of difficulty transporting neutron star fruit off the planet. They've only got about four of them off the planet every day. Uh, so yeah, it's, it's, what's it's, the next fruit? The next fruit is the hopping squash. Of <laughs> no, Cal- of Caldor Seven. I love the name. That's a marketable. That's the a marketable. Hopping squash. The hopping squash. Yes, the hopping yeah. squash normally lives on a vine, and when it reaches maturity, it's ready to be to be uh, to ripe. It falls off the vine, and hops away. Just away. Away. It, All, it, it tries always to dis- away. It tries to disperse itself as far from the original squash plant as as. as oh, so that's a little bit of bit of a uh, evolution. Yeah, uh, yeah, little, exactly. Of, the uh, idea spreads the seeds. Yeah. Also, what, what is it hopping on? It's hopping on. It, well, you know how a squash kind of has a round bottom and a, a sort of more narrow top, correct? And then the stem comes up. Yes. It, it the bottom hops. <laughs> And, and it flattens. It, just, it, it just, flattens each time it lands and goes boing, boing, boing. boing, boing. boing. And you okay, know, what, right. now to harvest them, we use those nets you catch crazy people with, oh, and you run after the hopping Tyler. squash, and you you grab, grab What's it. the next fruit? The next the next fruit is the pain apple. <laughs> the pain apple. The pain apple. It's from Green Hell Four, a Death World. Hey, the pain apple sounds like a weapon in some kind of horrible video. Well, game. it's horrible. It's the pain apple. Okay, you know what a pineapple looks like, right? Yes. Okay. Imagine a pineapple, but instead of those, like you know, those little wedge-shaped spurs that sure. go across the pineapple, metal. Metal. It's metal, and the top is a whirling cavalcade of death. It spins, and it's made out of bayonets. And if you grab a pineapple, 
stainless steel barbs fly out and impale your hands. However, once you cut through it, it's one of the best tasting things you can ever eat. It's like the it's like a space durian. It's it's a durian. It, yeah, whatever whatever they're however it's, it's pronounced. sweet. It's savory. It's tasty, and it's full of vitamin C and zinc. <laughs> <laughs> the universe is flush it's, it's with vitamin full, C. Full of okay, so the, the, what's in the, now? I want I want you to know the best thing about that is the name. Yeah, the, the pain apple. The pain. Yeah, because it's painful. I, I just love it. The pain yeah. apple. And then there's the uh, the armored melon. <laughs> uh, now the armored melon uh, looks like a melon, uh, but it has a six inch thick skin, which is made of ceramite. Okay, which is a form of like high durability ceramic. It, it, it's almost impossible to pierce the hide. Of an arbored melon. It takes a diamond Ugh. saw and a bucket of battery acid to get to the center of one of these things. Okay. And when you get in there. Well, there's about maybe, I don't know, maybe one spoonful of pale pink stuff that tastes like cherry Robitussin. Full of vitamin C and zinc. Yeah. Well, no, no, it has almost no, you know, nope. you know in, in animal behavior, you talk about it, there's a, something called handling time, which, which represents the amount of calories you have to spend to get the food. Like if you have to open an oyster, it has a certain amount of handling time. Mm -hmm. The amount of calories required to enter and break open an armored melon is 100,000 times the amount of calories you get out from eating it. It's sort of like a celery stock on steroids it's 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 worse yes exactly right yeah. celery which is very high in sodium i found out recently oh yeah well celery salt celery salt they exactly. make celery salt and sodium it's and then insane. of course the act of eating celery burns more calories correct than the amount the, the, of, the, the, of, of calories the that stomach it gives acids, you the chewing yeah. etc you know so so armored melon definitely same problem and then finally the singing kiwi oh that sounds delightful. These, you 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 on, on the on the planet pelinor 4 you you go across a hill. You you reach the top of the and there is an orchard of singing kiwis. Do they see in, in, in like in they do like har they go, harmonies they and go, chords? Yes, and, they, they ecstatic, or is it completely discordant, ecstatic, angelic, joyous chords, fantastic sounds, and they some of them hum, some of them whistle, <laughs> some, of them hum. some of them go squee. <laughs> the fabled humming kiwis. And the sad thing is when you when you, when you pick the kiwi, it stops singing. <laughs> that's it. It's it's dead. You've that's, silenced that's its song. That's the saddest thing I've You've ever silenced heard. its song forever. forever. Yeah, it's forever. sad. Uh, also, rich in vitamin C and zinc. Perfect. Yeah. So anyway, uh, we're, we'll we'll be discovering uh, uh, new things. Uh, hopefully, new vegetables that will come to market uh, at Whole Foods. Uh, Whole Foods, of Whole, course. Whole Foods. foods. We'll, we'll be having them. Yeah, Whole Foods. One of our early sponsors. Yeah. Exactly. So uh, yeah, look out for the uh, for the neutron star fruit. When I was a lad. We didn't have GPS. Right. I'm dating myself. I mean, you know, and, and, and we, we didn't even, when originally, didn't even have MapQuest. Right. I mean, I, I was, when I was a kid, we didn't really have the internet. I mean, it was, it was really not even fully You had a giant book of maps yeah. of the area you were going to. Right. And if you left that area, you yeah. had to get out of the book. So, so your, your choice was either you pay attention while your parents drove around which I didn't. I was reading, no. I was reading science fiction books in the back of the car and had no idea what was going on around. Nerd. Me. Yeah, I know. Nerd. Really, and uh, so so I got lost a lot. Uh, I you know I mean I I got lost. I was supposed to just drive across town and I ended up at a whole other city. All right. I mean I was supposed to literally just drive like you know probably I don't know what was it maybe maybe a, maybe a mile through Providence and I ended up in an entirely different town. So a lot of people don't know. A lot of younger people that just knew they've had access to GPS all of their adult driving life. I drove, or I worked renaissance fairs yeah. for years, and so you're always in a new city doing these new shows, 
And there was a time when I did them early where you just didn't never left very far away from the fair because you for fear of getting lost. Yeah, right, right. You were in a new place. It was really then uh, you get map quest and you can kind of like plan your route, but you didn't really have a, a, a unlimited map. Well, now, with the GPS. You are fearless. Oh, I know. You, you don't get I, I say crap you, anymore about getting directions. Yeah. Getting lost is not a thing anymore, which is amazing. Now, do you think? Now, have you noticed that men hesitate to ask for directions? Nah, I don't know. This and women men, don't. I don't. I don't. Care. I think evolutionarily, what it meant was if a man has to ask directions from another man, he's admitting he's in the other guy's territory. He's like, <laughs> "Yeah, I'm in your territory, man. Please don't kick my ass. How do I get out of here?" Uh, you know, it's just, it's just not a good, uh, it's not like, but um, yeah, uh, the problem, of course, in Rhode Island, because we could talk a little bit about Rhode Island, is that uh, the way Rhode Islanders give people directions. So uh, here's, here's an example. It's like, well, how do I get to the DMV? It's like, well, all right, so you want to go down this road for about a, a mile and a half, and you'll see a, bri a brick building. You want to take a left at that, and then what's going to happen is you'll you'll go on to a, a road with a fork. Now you want to take the, the fork five ways. The fork is five ways, and you want to take the fork that goes to where the old Ames store used to be. Right. Ames, oh my! And God. and what you do is once you get past where the Ames you mean, store wait, used you mean, to be, you mean Caldor? Caldor, like that planet, yeah, the Caldorian planet. But anyway, yeah. So 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 you know we 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 use these. Not only do we just give landmarks, but we we give landmarks that no longer exist. So I have I have friends at work that are constantly crapping on Rhode Island and Rhode Islanders Bastards. and the whole thing like that. And I think, in, in my opinion, there are reasons for why these things happen in some places and not, not others. And I think because New England grew up where many of our roads used to be farm trails. Yep. And you can go to, over to Camp, Camp Street where the, the roads on Camp Street in that area are there because that's where the camp was. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, um, I mean, during the, the Revolutionary the War. So the the with all these winding hills and roads and yeah. the thing goes around a tree. Other places, Florida is one example, and other places, if it's was developed after a certain time period, correct. It's a grid. Well, the, there is no uh, there is no complicated directions. Yeah. So get on the main road. Go straight, take a left in that road, there's yep. your destination. In, in New York City, it's the same. This is grid, but when you go far south enough, uh, it becomes this organically grown chaos yeah. where everything is all yeah. just... So anybody who complains isn't taking into consideration the organically grown chaos that we're yeah. dealing there's with There's nothing here. we can do about it. There's you, nothing you we can do about it, and it's part of the charm of this of this area. I, I mean, was, You would never go to Florida and say, wow, there's a lot of charm here as I drive around this grid of a, of a strip well, mall after, after whatever, you know? I, I once tried to get to a wedding in Pawtucket. Okay. The bucket. The bucket. Commonly, affectionately referred to as the, the bucket. The bucket. The, Pawtucket is the city of the one-way street. It's it's yeah. like you you go, you get off the street, so I know, I'll turn around. No, you can't. It's all one way. And I have a theory about Pawtucket. Pawtucket is like a black hole. Eventually, all the one-way streets funnel you into this sargasso sea of abandoned cars that can never leave. There's like a parking event horizon where you just go beyond. <laughs> there's, there's no way out. Not even not even scooters can escape. I mean, it's well, just, it's, so it's been proven that that city planners will do that. Where if there is a wealthy area that abuts a crappy area, they change they change the roads so it's difficult for the people who live in the 
crappy area really? to get into the into the the, the well-to-do I area. Did not know they that. make it to avoid them using it as a cut through and everything, right. and they'll just change it. You know, it wasn't like that before now, but things have really? changed. Somebody somebody raised a stink, and next thing you know, they're they're really? all did, did one-way roads away from. That's yeah, very draconian. It is, it is. It's kind of. I mean, you know, what are you going to do? But it's it's it's. I was uh, sucks. I was at uh, friends of mine years ago at a house in a very rough neighborhood, and there were these enormous speed bumps that they would put in the middle of the street presumably to stop speeding but I think it was to punish people in low rider cars because they would just bottom out on those suckers <laughs> there was no way you could drive yeah, a low I mean, rider car you know it's, like it's those kinds of decisions especially when you know the you know it's a local government that's saying well we we don't we don't want people who are interested in low riders to get from here to there so yeah it's kind of it's kind of Kind of dickish, yeah, you know. Yeah. It's a, a dick move, it's a I dick think move. is what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, driving Rhode Island. Um, I uh, I understand that um, as per normal, you were starting your Halloween costume in June or July. June. In June. June. I started, started it a month ago. Because it has to be yeah. a pretty big lead time. Not only did I start my Halloween costume in June, I'm late. You're late. You're I'm late. late. I probably should have started it a couple of months ago. A friend of mine, I think he's starting his for 2019. He's got it wow. starting now. Dang. So this is the Hasbro. Um, so I work at Hasbro, and we have a, a Hasbro Halloween party. It's not put Which on I by... Which I have never been invited no, to. No, because it's, it's not put on by Hasbro. It's sort of an unofficial, like everyone at work kind of goes to this place and we all, yeah. we have this this thing. So, um, as you can imagine, because it's Hasbro, it's filled with a lot of creative people and designers and, and, and graphic designers and people who do, that the level of Halloween costume making is pretty high. Yeah, sure. Um, well, I've seen pictures. Yeah, I've so seen, we've had yeah. some pretty serious... Uh, Pretty serious um, costumes. My first year that I went, um, a friend of mine asked me to be part of a giant GI Joe yeah. uh, group, right. and there was about I don't know a dozen of us or more. Uh, every GI Joe character you can imagine, and then they asked me, and I, I picked Cobra Commander. Yeah. So I was Cobra Commander. I had the the mirrored helmet and it's the, the Cobra the, Cobra Commander. Oh God! Yeah, sorry, <laughs> people are unsubscribe, unsubscribe. <laughs> I don't I don't blame you. So, um, so anyway, so, uh, we, so we did that. Um, and then other years I've done other things, but I've always, always, always wanted to do, I think we may have talked about this when we were talking about the Dark Crystal. Maybe just in passing. I've yeah. always wanted to do a Skeksis. But this is happening now. This is happening. So I've always wanted to do a Skeksis, which is the kind of like the, the, um, Vulturine. The dragon, bird-like, yeah. vulture, evil, yeah, right. evil beings from the movie, uh, the Jim Henson movie, The Dark Crystal. Yeah. Uh, my wife is going to be a mystic, which is kind of like the benevolent counterpart to the, right. to things. Right. And we, well, and we well, talked they, about. They are two halves yeah. of the same coin. They absolutely are. Yeah. The, um, skirt, uh, I can't remember the name of the, the, when they're together. I don't know what they're called. There, there's, a, there's a name for them. Yeah. Anyway, so we talked about this last week that they're in November. They're going to have uh, a new series on Netflix. Um, so my wife and I thought it was the perfect time to finally do the Skeksis and Mystic costumes yeah. that we've been thinking about doing for the past five years. Yeah. And we're actually going to pull it off. Now, I've already started the costume. I have the head of the Skeksis is done. Yeah. It's made out of... Uh, Weedabix? Poly- made out of Weedabix. <laughs> It's made out of Weetabix. Weetabix. Because you chew it you up. Can, you can eat it. You chew it up, you extrude it out of your mouth, uh, and it makes a, makes a like nice... a wasp. Kind of like... Exactly, yeah. 
No, it's not made out of Weedabix. It's made of uh, one inch thick urethane, uh, polyurethane foam, which uh, is the, the upholstery foam. Yeah. So you kind of like glue it together and you sculpt it and you're able to like is make it, it. Is it flammable? It's probably amazingly flammable. Wow, be like, careful, man. Ridiculously flammable. You, uh, no, I, I don't. I don't <laughs> Could know you imagine, imagine that's the way you cash out in a flaming Skeksis well, costume? <laughs> <laughs> running around waving your yeah, arms that's the way like, he would have gone that's, out that's how so he lived that's the, how he'll die I, I don't think it's flammable flammable because it's upholstery foam which right. just probably has some kind it's uh, I a think retardant the, of some it's kind, probably you're saying, if yeah. you hold a flame to it yeah. it will burn but the moment you remove the flame it kind of away out. from it it'll stop burning right. you know so it needs to have a, a constant flame up against it in order to burn which is a certain rating that right. you, anyway so how do we get how do we get on well I was afraid you burned to death no I, you, I'm, I'll be fine you'll be okay thanks thanks for your concern yeah. um so uh i so i have that going on and and you know we buy some fabric and make the coat and make yeah. it all like that and yeah. there's a lot of challenges on how do how are you going to make the mouth move and you, do you were, you were going to say uh, you were mentioning to me earlier that uh, you were thinking of actually having the eyes blink so yeah there's a way you can make the eyes blink with a piece of wire and you you the hand that operates the mouth yeah uh, the middle finger actually goes up and actually flicks a little little lever mm. that causes the eyes to, uh, okay. to kind of the eyelids to rotate. Yeah. So that's a big challenge for this particular type of a of a puppet because it's not like a, a a Muppet puppet which is made out of fabric and it's very stylized right, right. and goofy looking. This is a more realistic looking puppet. So I'm not quite sure if I'm up for that challenge because I've never done that before. No, I actually have a question for anyone who's ever played a, a Skeksis. I mean, how do you? Um I mean, presumably you're in the costume and your hand is reaching out to be the head. I mean, isn't that just monumentally uncomfortable after a while? Right. So if you're not familiar with the Skeksis, if you were to stand up straight and take your elbow and put it like at the bottom of your sternum, right? press it up against your chest and then make your hand into like a puppet shape, that's sort of what you have to do to do the Skeksis. Um it's very awkward, and I have not yet decided whether I'm going to have my hand in there. Because at a at a Halloween party, that's a long time to have your hand say, in that position. Yeah, and, and how would you? Yeah. I mean, you know, you so, can't put the head down to rest your hand. No. Really so what on. I think I'm going to do is there'll be a harness around my chest, uh, a backpack, and probably some PVC pipe that makes some sort of a some sort of a skeletal structure that the the puppet will be supported on, and on the chest, which is the, my chest is pretty much where the neck of the Skeksis would emerge from. It would mm -hmm. kind of go forward and up on like a 45 degree angle. That my concept right now is to have that head be mounted there, not have my hand in it. Mm, okay. And I will have possibly like a, a bicycle cable, brake cable in one hand yeah. that I'm able to press and it will make the mouth okay. open and close. All right, sure. And then to get the head to move, I have a strange idea for that where... Where the neck attaches to my chest, there'll be a lazy, a lazy Susan, a point of rotation right on my chest, uh -huh. and the entire head will rotate cool. like this. Oh, back and forth, and okay. like this. So, now Tyler so, can see what I'm doing, but so, no one so listening basically, can it, see. No, no, I'll explain it. So it would be as though it's cocking its head. It would uh, exactly. left, left and right. And if you right. get the mouth to open and close, that's that's a yeah. lot of emotes it, you it can. It really do. needs just enough movement to look alive. It yeah. doesn't really need to be able to turn its head. 90 degrees yeah. in, in each direction. It just needs to just right. tilt its head just a little bit. And I think I can get all of doesn't, that. Doesn't need to recite poetry yeah, Doesn't need in to Spanish. recite poetry right. in Spanish yeah. okay. or solve any kind of math problems. Right. Okay, right. exactly. So, can it preen? Can it, it, can it pick parasites off its No, coat? it won't be able no, to do that. No. Okay. So, um, uh, which is a flaw. Thanks for bringing that up. Now I got to 
think on that. No, Sorry. so anyway, uh, so that's the Skeksis costume. And then there'll be one arm will probably be have a, a, a lever. I'm hoping to get the fingers to... Um, to open, open and close, and, close. Yeah, and then yeah. the other arm would probably be a, like very much yeah, like Big Bird. You know, actually, would be really cool is if the the hand, the fake hand, um, all it needs to be is a fist where the index finger can curl and uncurl. Yeah, that's what I would you do. Can point at people, and you can say, "Come here, the, my child." Exactly. You know, it, it would, yeah. I think they only have three or f- two or three fingers and a thumb. But yeah, I would do it where it either either makes a fist or it extends a finger. I wouldn't do, there's no I, I need think the, for I think it finger do. extension would be yeah, very creepy. Yeah, it points and, and, or it brings know, in yeah. and makes it, you just kind of like now, extend the finger. Now, uh, of course, your your better half is going to be the better half. Correct. Uh, she's going to go as a, as a mystic. And again, I I would I, I can't imagine these people able to, to hold their, their arm. I mean, the mystics has even bigger than the Skeksis head. Yeah. And it's just, I mean, to get around like that, I mean, I think you're looking at probably like a half an hour in these things and then it's like get this thing off of me and I'm going to go have a drink probably now you know? we have a, a friend at work uh, Megan's friend Tony and hey, uh, Tony. He, hey Tony he uh, he has a, a, law, a rule for costume making he's one of the he's one of the most amazing costume makers uh, at, at this party he yeah. always has like some of the best the best costumes um, he did a full on um, splinter from oh did he uh, uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja, yeah, Ninja Turtles, yeah. which is that splinters the rat. Right? Am rat, I getting that yeah. right? Yeah, he's and a rat. he full on fur outfit and the bathroom, the bathrobe, <laughs> the bath. Yeah, the bathrobe. That's what they wear, the, right? The, the, the yeah, cultural, the, the culturally significant. Yeah. Garment. No, no, he has a the bathrobe. He has a staff and the that staff. He uses, yeah. So he he uh, he says the most important rule for axiom for yeah sure alcohol in yes alcohol out uh, yeah. Sure. Now those can be solved in many different ways. Yes. I'm personally a lot, a lot of straws get used. Uh, a lot of uh, uh, for me, it's tubes. an astronaut diaper <laughs> and a straw. I told you, I'll get you a Texas catheter and a leg bag. <laughs> You'll thank me. It's an astronaut. I think an astronaut diaper will be fine. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So you don't want to be at this party and have this giant costume on, and then like well, you got to get to the bathroom, I, and the next thing, the six people have to go. I think it's like a lot of people who come in with uncomfortable costumes. I mean, I, you know, I've seen some of these crazy things that people do at Gen Con. I had this guy; he came in as a, one of the uh, Taurons from uh, I think it's called a Tauron. It's like a bull person from World of Warcraft. Yeah. And this guy was wearing this thing. It, it was seven and a half feet tall. He had these huge hoof hands that didn't work. You know, you could tell he couldn't do anything. He was basically led onto the, he was led onto the stage by by a couple of handlers and kind of like you know galumped around. You could tell this guy, you know, he, he he had no fly to unzip. Even if he did, he couldn't do it with it with the hands and everything. So you know that these people who wear very uncomfortable costumes are only in them for a short period of time. They they come in and wow everybody, and then it's at that point it's like forget it. Yeah, that's, like, that's, so, that's it. So I think uh, uh, what I would like to do though is if it poss- if at all possible, I'd like to get a photo of the two of you, and I'd like to put above it. You, the Skeksis, looking at the Mystic and vice versa. This is awkward moments. There's no real way to avoid them. <laughs> <laughs> that would be pretty good. Yeah, I'd love, I'd yeah. love to see that. Yeah. Anyway, and sadly, I can't make it to Halloween. Um, I have to um, drive up uh, into the main woods to go to a stone circle up there, and there's some stuff up there I got to do because if I don't. God, there's going to be a lot of problems. The fate of the world is in your hands, Tyler. Yeah, We're all depending every, on you. I have to ask for the day off uh, yeah. to get up there, you know. So, but anyway, I'm excited. Uh, I definitely want to see this. And you were mentioning also that uh, you were thinking more. Uh, this might be more of a first draft. So there's a lot of because th- uh, there's a lot of techniques involved in making this costume that I'm unfamiliar with, which is fine. I, I love that. I if yeah. I don't know how to do it, I love to learn. Yeah. But the but adding things like um, 
uh, a servo for the. Uh, what, ideally, what I would like to do is to have the eyes blink remotely. Mm. So they're programmed to blink on their own. Every yeah. couple of seconds, they okay. blink. They do yep. double. So you don't have I don't to worry have to, about it. Right? I don't have to yeah. worry about. It. My hands can operate other things. Yeah. So, um, but that's that's very advanced and. So uh, this might be like the first draft, and then you know get in there and make make a more kind of animated uh, 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 sketches. So listen, pictures for our website where this didn't happen. So uh, what I'll do is I'll I'll give you pictures of the head in progress. Yeah, um, and we'll probably put this on we'll Facebook. Have that like likely this will go on our Facebook page, folks. So if you want to see it, uh, look at the pretend to imagine uh, Facebook page uh, where we will be. Showing, we might even draw pictures of the the new organs and the alien vegetables at oh. some point, uh, so we can, <laughs> so they're easily identifable. Yeah, yeah we, so we, we know, need to have that. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Don't take a big bite of neutron star. Yeah, these will be like Autobahn, yes, quality illustrations of these right. these things with all right. little exactly. call outs of what they yeah. do. Yeah. So, um, but anyway, very exciting. Uh, hopefully, we will see this come to fruition. And just as a very quick note uh, here as we approach the end of our podcast, um, you were mentioning uh, that you enjoy learning new things and problem solving. Well, I have learned how to make slideshow videos and to put them on uh, YouTube. And we are now launching episodes of Present to Imagine Tyler, on YouTube. I have never been more proud. I, You know, I, I'm very uh, pleased. It took, me, uh, it took me about a day to figure it out. But yep. I'm a reasonably bright individual, and I, I, I've got it down now. Uh, so if you're, you're a twelve-year-old people, twelve-year-old kids, looking yeah, well, at going a day it took da- you a day. Daggummit! I'm not going to be outsmarted by a twelve-year-old. Anyway, but the point is, I got there. And uh, if you want to see, uh, you want to listen to the podcast and uh, and see pictures of Greg, me, and shockingly horrible mannequins. Uh, Please, uh, please give us a look. Uh, in addition, mannequin, mannequin, mannequins are my spirit animal. <laughs> God, yeah, that's right. A plastic head, Bobby. You can't fall in love with a plastic head. Uh, <laughs> I remember but, that. Remember that one? The yeah. King of the Hill. Yeah, yeah he loves it. But uh, anyway, yeah, check it out. Um, there's bonus material. There's uh, Doctor Smith reads H.P. Lovecraft. There's a few things up there with some some interesting pictures from the uh, the artist Gustave Doré from the late 1800s. Creepy stuff. And uh, give it a give it a whirl. Thank you for listening to the Pretend to Imagine podcast with Tyler and Greg. Uh, we hope you enjoyed learning about uh, good movies that are bad or yeah. that you make you feel bad. I cried. Yeah, I, I laughed. Cry. I cried. I felt all all emotion. Yeah. Uh, so uh, that was great. Uh, we also learned about space veggies. Yeah. Which are very important, yeah. and they're full of uh, beta carotene and uh, well, as you uh, know, vitamin C and zinc. Vitamin C. I thought they were filled with. Uh, Baby teeth and spooky fluids. They're, they're filled with alien, alien, yeah, alien yeah. embryos, yeah. Uh, and driving on Rhode Island, which sucks, which is but horrible. It's, it is what it is. As long as you know where the the Caldor used to be, you can find <laughs> out where to go. Yeah. Uh, and also uh, Halloween costumes. Uh, my Skeksis costume. We'll try to keep you updated with some pictures. Yeah. And uh, the trials and tribulations of of making a ridiculously complicated. But awesome. Yeah, and and the, the benefits of butting off more than you can chew. I think, that, <laughs> think that's what this project is, is going to turn out to wow. be. Wow. Yeah, so and enjoy the, uh, I hope you enjoyed listening to it. Keep listening and uh, tell, your, tell your friends. All right. Uh, spread the word. Have a good day. This has been another episode of Pretend to Imagine. For questions or comments, please email us at podcast at pretendtoimagine.com. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Pretend to Imagine. And visit our website at, you guessed it, pretendtoimagine.com. Produced by Tyler Smith and Greg Fisher. Web design and tech support by Small Hall Studios. Audio by Mitch Myers. Music by Greg Fisher. Editing by Tyler Smith. 
please check us out on iTunes and Stitcher and give us a five-star rating if you enjoy our podcast. Thanks and happy pretending.